Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 24th of April 2019 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hong Kong is a fantastic city and a great place to live for the most part. We do struggle with some of the highest rents in the world, though, and property prices are ridiculous. Our flats are small and measured in usable space. Homelessness is on the increase, and there are stories of people sleeping in McDonald's, or on footbridges, or in parks. Hong Kong is not unusual in its problems, but as we walk through the streets this week, we'll be listening to Phoenix's story and feeling grateful for the roof above our heads, no matter how small they are. After Phoenix, we have a story from 2016 about a very brief moment of crisis at home. Before we get to the stories, though, we'd like to send a huge thank you out to our hometown listeners. Thanks, Hong Kong, for all your continued support. Thank yous go out to our listeners, too, around the world, especially this week to those in Johannesburg in South Africa, Lehigh Acres in Florida in the USA, and Vilnius in Lithuania. Thank you for letting our stories into your ears. Our May show is called Top Notch, and there are two of them. On the 30th of May and the 1st of June, Hong Kong Stories will take to the stage with our favorite stories from the past 12 months. These two shows are part of the Hong Kong Spoken Word Festival, which is an extravaganza of spoken word performances, all taking place at the Fringe Club in Central. We'll have Hong Kong Improv, Comedy HK, Peel Street Poetry with Spill Stories, Liars League and five of the top podcasters in Hong Kong interviewing their specially selected guests. Tickets are available from the website at hongkongspokenwordfestival.com or through artmate.net. You can also find information on Hong Kong Stories performances on hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than comedy. It's better than drama. It's real life. And now from our December 2018 show with the theme of Happy, told live at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong, here's Phoenix. Hello, everyone. Have you ever been a homeless? If you have, please raise your hand. Oh, no one. I have. It was a really wonderful day trip in Shenzhen at the very beginning. I had very delicious food, and I had a very good massage in a spa. So when I was walking to the border, try to catch up the last train back to Hong Kong, I was so happy. The wind was so gentle. I couldn't stop singing a song. What a wonderful day. Is that a moment? What happened? I find a hand on my leg. I was strangled by someone from my back with low voice. This is robbery. Give me your bag or I will kill you. I immediately hold my bag so tight. So he tried several times to grab my bag from my back without success. 
I suddenly saw several people pass by. So I screamed, help, I got robbed. The people heard it, paused it, and then walked away. I was so helpless. And the robber tried to convince me because he was kind of panic. And he asked me, which things is more important for you? Your bag or your life? So obvious, I answered, my bag. <laughs> I put everything in my bag, my phone, my wallet, my cash, my iPad, my identity card, my passport. It was my life. The robber is kind of like you guys was laughing and then froze. And then he called out, give me your bag. And I shouted back, take my life. <laughs> and then he sh called out again, give me your bag. No, take my life. So in the last minute, we're just struggling and pulling with, give me your bag, take my life, take my life, give me your bag. So he decided to show some color to me. So he tied his grip on my leg. I couldn't breathe. I felt I was dying. Everyone will die sooner or later. But for people here, we never think it's gonna happen in the last second, in the last year, or last month. But at that moment, I really felt I was dying. And then when people die, I just notice, no matter what kind of things you want to hold, your money, your house, your lover, at that moment, I want to hold my back. But the only thing you could do is let it go. When you die, nothing you can hold. So I released my hand, and the robber took my bag and run away. And then I noticed what I left is myself or nothing. I decided to go to police station. So I went there by asking several people over and over. The slogan on the police station was so warm. Friendly, smiley, feel like a family. But when I working inside the policeman, the attitude was like as cold as winter in Alaska. He just jot down everything I said and gave me a piece of paper. Asked me to pay 600 for ten temporary document and back to Hong Kong. 600? I just got robbed. <laughs> I even don't have one dollar. I even couldn't make a phone call to my parents. Oh, we are not charity. <laughs> it's low our business. We don't have the long distance phone call, please get out. So I was politely kicked out by the policeman. 
Is money that important? Is money that important? Is money that important? Without money, I even couldn't find a place to sleep. So the only things I could figure out at that moment is a park. I never think about I was gonna sleep in that like park. So I walk in the park and then I find some bench. I was wondering, this gonna be my bed or my home? I worry about probably some worse things gonna happen with like kidney and rape. But I feel so exhausted, and that slapped me to the bottom of sleep. So when I woke up, it's another day. Loon. I tried to approach some people by get started. I got robbed, but people just jump away like I'm homeless. The light is coming again. I sit down on the bench where my bed was with the lots of mosquitoes. I was figured out, am I gonna be homeless forever? I look at the layers. I just got very beautiful layers. Few hours ago, now crack down. It's like keep some and then broke some. It's so dirty. And I just figured out, oh, I could go to the spa in case everyone here don't know what is the spa center. So the spa center in Shenzhen is the kind of place you don't need to pay when you get in, but you have to pay after 24 hours. There are everything inside: the phone call, the massage, the food, the place you want to stay, the sleeping area. So I rush to the bathroom and clean up. Look like billionaire, but not homeless. So I walk in like the billionaire. And the reception took a look. I lost my confidence, but I still sleep in. The things happen well when I stay in the spa center. Eventually, I count my parents. Even I put my parents' number in my phone, but not in my mind. I still try to find them. And then they come to Shenzhen, and then pay for me, and then pick him up, took him home. So when I just lie down on my small bed, by putting my long neck out of my bed, and then in my very typically Hong Kong style tiny room, where I always complain with, like a lot of Hong Kong people or people stay here, always complain with. I realize what happiness is. Happiness is you never take everything for granted. Never take the food, the shelter, the water, the money, your lover, your relationship for granted. Happiness is to be grateful what you have. Thank you. It's easy to take things for granted, and I'm sure we all do this at times. Maybe this week we can take Phoenix's advice and spend some time reflecting on our good fortune. 
I first heard of Hong Kong stories through Meetup. I found a workshop to attend and went along to see if I'd like it. And I did. So much that I found myself telling my story at the next live show. And during the next six years, I've been up on stage and told many more stories. And you can too. You can find links to our workshops on our website, hongkongstories.com. The workshops are held every Tuesday, and they're all free. Come along. We know you have a story, and we want to hear it. Our second story today is one from the vault. Here's a story I told back in 2016. I'm not sure what the appropriate clothing would be to wear in this situation, but I'm pretty sure it's not what I've got on. I'm not wearing shoes, for starters. And it's hot, and it's the summer in Hong Kong, and I've got this kind of shift dress on that I've had for a really long time, and it's a little bit threadbare. I don't have the aircon on, so I'm not wearing any underwear. And the dress itself has a scoop in the front, and it's a bit more scoop than I like, so I have a habit of wearing it backwards. It's ridiculous, I know, but I wasn't expecting anybody else to see me. And I'm, I'm panicking. My hands are shaking. I'm sweating. And it's even worse, because this has happened to me before. Nine years ago, I was still living in Hong Kong. I was in Meifu Sanchun, and I get a call from my husband, Hello, he says. Yeah? Are you at home? No, I've, I've just been teaching a lesson downstairs, you know. Oh, it can't be us then, he says. No explanation. Hangs up. But he's wrong. Because I arrive home to find two firemen and one policeman in my smoke-darkened living room in Meifu Sanchun. Funny, the kinds of things that you don't notice when they're not there. Hong Kong flats don't have smoke alarms. At least not smoke alarms like Canadians are used to, the little white disc on the ceiling that goes off every time you burn the toast. Yeah, smoke alarms in Hong Kong take the form of neighborhood elders, you know, the old guy who sits across the way in the picture window with his underpants all day, and the sea lion who kind of stops you on the way to the lift for a chat. Thank God for me. Uh, because in my zeal to become a good Chinese wife for my hardworking husband, I had decided that it was really important for me to make proper Chinese soup, which requires endless boiling before it's even remotely nutritious, so I'm told. So that morning, I'd gone out, and I bought the ingredients, and I put the soup on the stove, and everything was going swimmingly, and I went downstairs to teach my one-hour lesson in my building downstairs, and everything would have been fine if I would have remembered to put the lid back on the pot. But I didn't. And I felt terrible as I handed the policeman my ID card and thanked him for my services and said thank you to the firemen. I bought my neighbors fruit baskets and knocked on the doors and apologized. I felt humiliated. Awful. Embarrassed. And it was really dangerous. But at least I was wearing proper clothes. 
This time, I wasn't. I was wearing this ridiculous outfit without even any shoes because why would I put on shoes when I'm just going to put the rubbish out? The rubbish door is right beside my door. It only takes three seconds. You go around the corner, you hold the door open, you throw the rubbish in. Three seconds, which is exactly the amount of time, as it turns out, that it takes for my heavy self-locking door to shut behind me. I hear the click, and I go, shit, 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 shit. And I turn back to my door, and I try the handle, and it's, it's locked. Shit, shit. I try it again, just in case, but no, it's definitely locked. And as I'm standing out there, and the panic is rising in this particular outfit, I smell the enticing aroma of my dinner cooking on the gas stove on the other side of my locked door. The enticing aroma of a simple omelette. A simple, easy to burn the whole fucking house down omelette. And I go into full panic mode. I'm sitting there, and there's no rational thoughts in my head. I'm thinking solutions. I need solutions. So I'm thinking, my husband, he's in an important meeting today. His office is in Prince Edward, but I'm going to call him. And I'm going to get him to take his keys downstairs and give the keys to the taxi driver. And the taxi driver's going to drive all the way to Causeway Bay, where I live. And he's going to be met downstairs by the demented Guaylo in her nightgown and, and no shoes. And this... No, no, that won't work because I don't have a phone, right? No phone. How am I going to... Wait, there's a door guard downstairs, and the door guard has a phone on his desk, right? So that's cool. I can go down there, and I can enlist the help of the door guard. He'll know what to do. Surely somebody's done this before. Wait, he... He... Semi-naked me. No. Maybe not. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. The, the omelet's smelling great by now. <laughs> and I'm still in front of the door, and I realize in a moment of absolute clarity that I have planned for this because I have surprisingly enough locked myself out of my apartment before (laughs) and I have a neighbor who lives on the 15th floor and they're kind enough to have agreed to keep my keys the only problem with this is that I know they're busy people and they're not often home So I'm sitting there, and I know I've got seconds, and the clock's ticking away, and I'm going, should I go down and phone first, or should I go up and see if they're there and get my keys first? And I think, no, keys, keys. I definitely need to get the keys. So I'm standing at the lift, and I'm pressing the button, and I get in the box, and like the whole thing is just vibrating with my tension, right? And it gets up to the 15th floor, and I take off down the hall, and I'm ringing the doorbell, ding-dong, 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 ding-dong. I wait for almost an entire second before I start to panic again. I don't hear anything. I ring the bell again. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Nope, nope, nobody's answering. So I run back to the lift and I'm pressing the call button of the lift to call it back. And I hear on the very edge of my hearing the sound of a door quietly opening. And my blessed, wonderful stay at home on a Friday night neighbor says, Hello? <laughs> Hello, I say, hello, my keys, my keys, you have my keys. She looks at my wild, frantic face, and she goes, your your keys? (laughs) Yes, yes, my keys, my God, my God, my keys, oh my God, you saved my life, you have no idea, my keys, my keys, there's an omelet, I'm just just locked out. And she goes, would you like to come in? I I just need to have a look for them. And at this point, I'm almost crying in relief. 
And I'm kind of hiding around the corner of the door. Because at this point I realize I'm saved. I won't actually kill everybody in the building or asphyxiate my cats or cause the whole building to be evacuated. I won't be shunned. I won't be fined. I won't be kicked out. I am saved. And I say, my keys. Just my keys, please, my keys. And she hands them to the grate of her door, and I grab them, and I go running down the corridor, down the stairs, to my door, my floor, key, lock, open. <sighs> Relief. And even though it was a little bit burned, nothing has ever tasted better than that omelet. <laughs> Thanks for listening to these stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. Our hero this week is Gina, who curated and directed December's live show. Gina, your efforts are appreciated. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs> <laughs>